a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. It is great to be with you today. And as always, we've got a lot of ground to cover in the fastest 60 minutes of radio as we actually try to slow things down for you, help you divide the rage from the reason, elevate the conversation, connect the dots, and help the news make sense. And as always, uh, we are going to engage all of you in this process. Chime in on our Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line, 57500. Be part of the conversation And we have a critical conversation to have today as things continue to evolve here in the state of Utah and around the country and across the world, really, as we have these important, crucial conversations. And to start off today, we want to get right into it. Uh, Earlier this morning uh, on Medium.com, a a very powerful editorial uh, was released by leaders of the NAACP uh, and uh, President Russell M. Nelson of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, a, uh, a real call to the nation in terms of what can be done. Uh, I encourage you to go check that out on medium.com. And uh, it's just a, a great collection uh, of folks there. And it was interesting. I was uh, I was actually on an interview with Newsmax earlier today, and we were talking about some of the things that uh, have been going on. Uh, and when I was asked, you know, so where do we go? There's a lot of political divide. There's a lot of things going on. Uh, the first thing I think we all have to remember is that if you want to bridge a divide, you do not do that by driving the wedge of division deeper. You have to remove it. And the only way you remove it is by going from friendship to partnership and cooperation and action Uh, And that's the real key. And I was able to share with them this wonderful thing that happens not in front of a bank of TV cameras or a bunch of uh, microphones for political purposes. It's the hard work and heavy lifting of friendship and partnership uh, that most people don't hear about, don't see. Uh, And there's one that I want to talk specifically about today. So I'm going to invite in uh, to the conversation here uh, two extraordinary individuals, Teresa Deer. Uh, who uh, many of you from the show know she she visits us regularly and elevates our thinking. And uh, she is a board member of the NAACP as well as a human resource consultant uh, doing all kinds of great things, regularly writes for Deseret.com. And we're also joined by Elder Jack Gerard of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And uh, welcome to both of you today. Well, thank you, boys. Good to be with you. All right. And, uh, Teresa, I'm going to start with you. There's There's been this fascinating friendship and partnership, and both you and Elder Gerard have been able to to watch this. Uh, one of the fascinating components, uh, Teresa, I'll start with you, uh, watching this friendship develop between one of the, the legends in civil rights uh, work, uh, Amos Brown, one of the last uh, students of Dr. Martin Luther King, and President uh, Russell M. Nelson of the Church of Jesus Christ. Tell us a little bit how you've observed that. So it has been uh, heartwarming and amazing to watch. 
Um, it has clearly been God's divine hand bringing these two organizations together because what I witness um, on the outside looking in and in the inside is that this is a these are two organizations that are authentic authentically committed to working together on the challenges that face this country and even this world. And, um, you know, there is open, transparent, and honest dialogue about the history, about the context of things, uh, and a path forward. But to your point about friendship, uh, one thing that uh, Derek Johnson the president of the NAACP said to us a few years ago before we embarked on this uh, relationship, he said, you always build and create friends before you need them. Mm. Um, And, um, you know, when we begin to think about our relationship with the church in that context, it absolutely made sense. And lo and behold, uh, we have uh, just partnered on some amazing collaborations and initiatives that impact the world, of which we're both very, very proud of. Oh, that's fantastic. And Elder Gerard, let me turn to you. You've uh, you've been part of the, the hard work and heavy lifting. Uh, tell us a little bit about one specific project that is uh, regarding the self-reliance training, uh, this training that has gone into inner cities, minority communities, talking about self-reliance, financial uh, understanding and, and education, entrepreneurship. Tell us a little bit about that partnership between the church and the NAACP. Well, Boyd, it's been a wonderful partnership, and a lot of thanks goes to Teresa Deer. Teresa, always good to be on with you. Of course. And I mentioned something early on, Boyd, that I think is very important here. As you talked about that a lot of this work has to be done, but it's really done almost quietly, day by day, one by one. Teresa, her team, Amos Brown, as she mentioned, Chairman Russell, President Derek Johnson, the whole leadership of the NACP. When we collaboration or partnership started just two short years ago, we have come light years in not only understanding mutual respect, which has grown into love and a true partnership, as Teresa mentioned, but it began with commonality where we found an area we could work together on. You talk about self-reliance. We've taken some of the good work we've done as a church for many years, trying to help people along the way. In a partnership with the NAACP, they've identified some areas where some of our resource might be of assistance. We started some programs in San Francisco, Chicago, where Teresa's from. Now we've moved into Indiana, Georgia, and elsewhere. And these self-reliance programs are very similar to what we do within the church, but Teresa has been remarkable in helping us prepare materials so they suit the various communities around the country. Things in Chicago are different than they are in San Francisco, etc. And by doing so, we've had, I think, four graduating classes now. Unfortunately, due to COVID-19, the last two graduations were held virtually. But it's been a remarkable success, and it takes a lot of day-to-day work as we really come together, and as Teresa mentioned, a lot of this, not only through divine intervention, but it's focused on Jesus Christ and our shared understanding and knowledge that we're children of a loving Heavenly Father. And that serves as the foundation for us to continue to work together 
and build bridges of understanding. Yeah, and those absolutely, uh, and those results, uh, real results. To me, that's the uh, the real exciting part of this. Uh, if you're just joining us, we have uh, Teresa Deer on the line with us, along with Elder uh, Jack Gerard from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Uh, and uh, Teresa, I want you to respond. Uh, I mentioned as we started this segment this uh, powerful, powerful op-ed. It's on Medium.com. I encourage everyone to go take a look uh, again from uh, Amos Brown and, as uh, Elder Gerard mentioned, from uh, the chairman of the NAACP, Leon Russell, also Derek Johnson, the CEO. Uh, And I I want you to react to this phrase because I think this just encompasses the results that are being driven. Uh, They said prejudice, hate and discrimination are learned. Thus, we call on parents, family members and teachers to be the first line of defense Teaching children to love all, to find the good in others is more crucial than ever. Oneness is not sameness in America. We must all learn to value the differences. Yeah, that's uh, that's powerful. And obviously, you know, I agree with that 100%. And it is incumbent upon us as leaders, as parents, as academicians, teachers, anyone who has a uh, relationship or influence with others uh, should begin to, I like the word that you use, boy, having a critical conversation. And I would take that to the next level and say have a courageous, candid conversation because people can talk about diversity and inclusion, but as I said in my article on Sunday, diversity and inclusion is different from racism. And, you know, but maybe that's where people start. They start by talking about diversity and inclusion, and then they talk about racism. But in order to appreciate why we need to talk about diversity and inclusion, we have to talk about racism. Um, but it, it's so important for us to talk about, talk to uh, those who are going to inherit this country with all of its love and all of its friendship and all of its capacity to heal and do good. But also, you know, with those hurts and with those wounds, we must have a conversation and not back away from it. Yes. If we believe that we are um, responsible for the principles and tenets of Jesus Christ, then Jesus Christ would never step away. Uh, we all know that. Would never step away from hurt, from wounds, from harm. Uh, he would step in and with a loving, patient, kind-hearted spirit, sit down and have the conversation. So invite family, invite friends, church members, pastors, leaders, evangelists, have the conversation, start somewhere. That's right. But let's start it together. Yes, and start it today, I think, is the the real key to the equation there. Elder Gerard, we have just a a minute left. Uh, As you've witnessed and and really watched this uh, blossoming relationship, and again, the good works that are being done Uh, I want you to respond. This was from uh, Dr. Martin uh, Luther King Jr. He said, I believe that unarmed truth and unconditional love will have the final word. Uh, How are you seeing that final word play out? Well, I think, Boyd, and I think Teresa said it very well. I just point, you you read a very important passage in that op-ed. There's one more I draw the audience's attention to. 
but reminds us that the solutions to this doesn't come from government or law enforcement alone. Right. Right. That goes to the heart of your question, because it comes back to each one of us as individuals. We need to do a little self-assessment. As as Teresa said, then we find the common bond, the common interest. We have the conversation. We go arm in arm, as this is entitled. We find opportunities to understand And then we're able to deal with the challenges of our day because the only label we should focus on is we're children of a loving God. And as Teresa said, we can be different, but at the same time, we focus on how do we truly love our fellow man in following the Savior's teachings. That's where it begins with each one of us. We're grateful to NAACP. We've got the great start of uh, a longstanding relationship to do much good for all mankind. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. That is the uh, what it's really all about. Appreciate uh, both of you joining us today. Teresa Deer uh, and uh, Elder Jack Gerard from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And uh, Teresa, we will catch you again real soon. I know you've got uh, uh, more to say and uh, some great op-eds coming up in uh, Deseret.com. And would again in, uh, remind our listeners uh, to go to Medium.com today for a very compelling uh, and unique perspective on how we can link and then lock arms in friendship Uh, to create a better world. Thanks to all of you. We're going to go ahead and step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll pick up the conversation. So much to talk about today on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Stay with us. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.